Thinking about making a um, timeline, like a linear history of YKS, um, and I wanted to get your input on what are your favorite moments from YKS. What are the most important moments that you've done on your show in your life and um, in your mindscape. Um, give me a call back or, uh, uh, oh shit, let's get along. Sorry. Um, all right. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to YKS. Mike, how are you doing? Let's start off with that. Elephant in the room, how are you? Let's just say, let's just get that out there. Longest voicemail I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I could see you kind of grimacing over there through it. It was tough, huh? God. It's so you know? tough to sit through this crap every fucking week. It really is. It's uh hard it's hard. I would I would appreciate I tell you what I would appreciate it if I uh after we're done recording here, if a bunch of people would bang a bunch of pots and pans together and for me. You would like that. I would love it. Hoot and holler from their balconies or what have you. Yes. Um or maybe if like uh well, okay what about this what if like a major fast food chain tweeted out like some emojis that seem to sort of celebrate or seem to acknowledge maybe acknowledge like vaguely the fact that we recorded a podcast would that would that do anything for you Yeah made me feel a little appreciated I would love that And if later on you went by and got a cheeseburger then I mean, I guess the you know all the be- all the better, right? Get that cheeseburger in your Ca- belly. Carrying your blue, uh, blue Yeti headphones or microphone into the burger joint to try and get the discount. Yeah. Even though you're not even a podcaster, you're doing you're doing uh, stolen valor. It's called right. Stolen valor. That's a real law. Did you know that? That's not just a joke from the internet. That's a real law. It's a real law. People take it uh, very seriously. I take. I do. I'm one of the guys that takes it seriously. Um, so if I see somebody, if I see somebody walking into, you know, for instance, a sudden service saying, I'm here for my free coffee for being a podcaster. Yeah. I'm going to say, what's your SoundCloud? What's your Patreon? What's your uh, click conversion rate for uh, advertisers? Yeah. Let me see. Busted. Let me see your fucking TurboTax, where you accidentally put in your 1099 earnings as as a W two because you're so f- you're not used to this lifestyle. Let me see it. You know, and that's when I pull out my Desert Eagle. Wow, and it's just fucking blow him away. Listening in the sun. You should have known. You know, you don't uh, just do that shit. To that's this is uh, not a game. <laughs> 
Imagine if it weren't a game. Um, Mike, I, uh, I'm doing well also. Again, thanks for asking. I had a bit of an interesting... What? I was about to I was about to ask. I know. I was two seconds away from asking. I know. I'm a precog. I I watched Uncut Gems last night. I watched the movie Uncut Gems last night. Everyone said Yeah, this, you've you this is your first time seeing it. It's huh? my first time seeing it. Everyone said oh, I heard online, don't watch this movie if you don't want to be nervous or if you get anxious, you're gonna get anxious during this movie. Um to me it was actually I think they should rename it. I think they should rename it The Big Snooze. Are you kidding me? You didn't like it? No, I did like it a lot. I just okay. <laughs> I'm just deedling everyone. I I thought it was really good, but I think this is actually this is actually one of the most fun positions you can be in as a person is watching something several months after everyone else already watched it. There's nothing more fun than that. <laughs> it's so exciting to be able to say oh, I just got to the part in the thing where he goes and everyone's like, yes, dude, I know we already, he's dead now or whatever. Like you're doing, whether it's Tiger King, if you're coming late to Tiger King, you get to lord that over everybody else. Oh, you guys, you guys already saw this, huh? Well, I'm on episode four. I'm still enjoying my, I'm still, I'm still thinking taking it's a, fun. Taking a leisurely stroll through the, yeah. the series. It's a power move, I think. But if you get, if you let it go too far, I think actually it's, it gets pretty, it's pretty annoying, right? Because I think I didn't, I don't think I watched the Indiana Jones movies until like six years ago or something. Yeah. That was too long. I let it, I, uh, I did some, I did some, I did some pleasure denial on the Indiana Jones movies and then it was like, well, these can't possibly be worth the 30 year wait, you know? <laughs> but Uncut Gems was good. What did you, uh, what did you think about it? No, I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. It was a great film. Worth the wait, I think, on that. Um, I thought maybe we'd have some... I thought thought there would be something we could talk about. I thought we would have some kind of angle on it, but it doesn't seem like... It actually just seems like we're not... It's just not a fruitful... I mean, everybody... That's because you waited till the fucking last... I mean, what the uh, what the hell else you want me to fucking say about it? It hasn't already been. Said I mean, these these Safety brothers. How do they did they did it again? Or you know, whatever the it, fuck they just did. And and where's this this Julia girl? Where did she come from? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and where is she going? I don't know, but I love to see she, her walk away. Who's she going with? You know. Um, this Kevin Garnett guy. I mean, he's he's a basketball player, and yet he acted his tail off in this movie. He, Oh, I was going to say, wow, I was going to say he, he's an incredible actor. He almost makes him a convincing basketball player he should right. actually try out. He should try You're out. saying he's a, yeah. that's interesting. See, so maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't pay quite as close attention as you thought you did, eh, Mike? <laughs> that's so funny. I love watching you fall on your fucking face once again. Anyway. Uh, did you see the uh, the gem in it? How it was all uncut? That was my favorite part of it. Oh my god! One of one of my favorite parts. I had many favorite parts of uh, the film, but one of them was that aspect of the gem itself. Yeah, when you find when you first see the uncut gem, it's like okay. So this is what the, all the hubbub is about, huh? So this is what all the fuss is about, huh? I yeah, said that in the theater. A I thought it was not a lot of people did not like me saying that in the theater out loud like very loud aha 
knocking over everyone's popcorn. Um, yeah, I guess when Sandler, when I, I knew that Sandler was really going to knock this one out of the park when he opened up the box of the uncut gem and he said, mm, aha, yes, this of course is the uncut gem. And I, mm-hmm. I said, wow, this really does yeah. make you, you almost forget for a moment when he, <laughs> he poured the milk on a big chicken, um, you know, I can't wait to stick this up my ass <laughs> or whatever the hell. <laughs> When he puts it up his ass, that was, I think, the best part of the film. Yeah. That was funny, um, but also moving as well. And you could kind of see in his face how it really meant something to very him. Very funny. Very funny film. Very funny. I would say a laugh a minute, Uncut Gems. <laughs> um, and this fellow's a, co- a comedian actor. And he's doing these... <laughs> I didn't laugh one damn time. <laughs> um... Anyways, it was good. If you guys want to talk about Uncut Gems... Um, Nobody does. Maybe if you had a fucking time machine to go back a million years, you could talk to somebody about it, but... We were talking... Before we got started, Mike, we were talking about the Flintstones, one of my favorite topics to speak to my friends at length about. And, and that... you saying if you had a time machine, you go back a million years. And it really reminds me of, of course, the great Gazoo, which... Is what he that is what he actually did, right? He did get a time machine and go back one million years. That was actually what he did that, right? I think so. I don't remember what Gazoo's problem was or what his fucking whole deal was. He's just like some uh tiny green guy and he went back in time, I guess. And because most of the time when you say, I'm gonna go back in time as a as a as a rhetorical exercise, the idea is to to say, like, what you would have done differently, right? Like, how you could change the past in order to alter, you know, the future or the present, you know, based on your perspective. Like, of course, I would go back in time and I would kill baby Hitler. That's a funny thing that people like to think. It's actually extremely funny. You would go back in time and kill a baby? Yeah. Let's just have the fucking corny-ass debate on here. I, I, think, that's, I think that's funny. That's funny to think about. <laughs> I would actually go back and I would save Harambe as well. Oh, yes, bro. <laughs> I'm serious. I would. But the great Gazoo went back in time and he said, I'm going to make this one guy's life a living hell. Yeah, this guy who has like two IQ. He's eat, he's he's a fucking pedaling his uh, cars with his feet and shit. He's fucking dumb as hell. I'm going to go back and make fun of him. And I, as I recall, Fred's... Fred's normal interaction with the Great Gazoo would be like, first of all, I'm nonplussed. You know? Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this. It hurts my feelings, actually, that this is happening. But then I feel like there was also times where Fred would get, like, stuck in a pit, and he would be like, help me the Great Gazoo. And the Great Gazoo wouldn't be there, right? Like, wasn't he off, like, doing some other shit at the time? Let me just read here. The Great Gazoo is a fictional character from the Flintstones. He appeared in the show, blah, 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 blah. He was voiced by actor Harvey Corman. So this year, he wasn't a real guy? Yeah, it was a cartoon <laughs> character. He was exiled to Earth from his home planet, Zetox, as punishment for having invented a doomsday machine. What? A weapon of, of immense destructive power. His invention was a... Uh, was was a button which, if pressed, 
would destroy the universe and explode in an explosive zam. Wait, so he's not from the future? He's from. He's from the fucking. He's just from space. He's from a more advanced race of being. Is that what it is? He's just from a different planet where they they are further along in the evolutionary process than we are. Yeah. They have big ass heads, too. Yeah. And they stink. Um, They introduced it midway through the final season. And everybody was like, yeah, this is fucking... Stupid. Oh wow! I felt like he was around for a, a a big part of it. Was he not? It was just the last half of the the final season of the show. He's been around since at least ancient times. I'm just kidding. Oh my god! Imagine the fucking cliffhangers in the in the seasons of the Flintstones. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to go back and watch those cartoons, Mike? <laughs> You're just reading about the fucking cartoon now. Can you fucking pay attention to what we're doing here? Sorry, yeah. The thing is still going. It's still moving. Do you want to pause and read about this and then come back? Why is his head so big? Okay. I don't think you're going to find an answer about that. Mike, let's give an update on old Kickstarter. How about Hipster Santa and Social Media Presence or Presents? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Lay off me. Episode 72, Mike, this had $204 when we talked about it. Okay. Uh, so let's bring it up. Let's pull it up on screen. Hipster Santa and Social Media presents a satirical rhyming holiday book about Kris Kringle and social media. Ugh. This is what it says by Totally Legit LLC. Um, this is a little, uh, it's a fucking, you know, book and it's about Santa. Is the video going to play? Kickstarter's doing something with their videos that I don't appreciate, yeah, where they don't let it... They're fucking up over there. I don't know what they're doing. It's just sitting here. Just play the video. You know who owns everything? Millennials. The price of avocados. The holy institution of marriage. The simple plastic straw. Who knows what they'll target next? Maybe even Christmas. Hi, I'm Tom. And I'm Hannah. We're creating a funny holiday book with gorgeous illustrations about hipster Santa. Yep, you see, Chris Kringle... The man behind Christmas superhero we all know as Santa Claus, he's really changed. He's not the jolly old fat Santa we grew up with, no. This Chris, he's sporting skinny jeans, buying up some vintage records, no download codes on these babies, and even lost a ton of weight on his plant-based diet, of course. It's essentially a hero's dream. Santa has to deal with an ominous threat to who he is and what Christmas means. But spoiler alert, he comes out of it back on top. Although things simply don't go back to being how they used to be. The adventure unfolds in glorious full-page illustrations. And taking inspiration from our favorite Christmas stories, it's written completely in rhymes. Alright. So, this was a long time ago. You happy? Well... These freaking millennials. Can we talk about them for a second? These freaking millennial guys? Yeah. I don't know if I... I don't really know what it is, but I don't like it. Don't you know either. what I mean? They're eating toast. Yeah. Oh, my kid likes you toast. Know? Yeah. So I guess Watch toast... Her. Keep an eye on her, you know? So, okay. So that's something to look forward to. She's She's going to grow up and she's going to say... Oh, I need to get my, uh, I need to go get my beard oil, I guess is maybe, I I actually don't know a lot about. Yeah. 
I need to make it to the coffee stop, the local coffee stop, to uh, hang with the local youths. Yeah, she's actually the already cop. starting that bullshit. Yeah. Um, the result is that the, is the dramatic change has come to the North Pole. Chris Kringle, the man behind the holiday superhero we all know as Santa Claus, is single again after the former Mrs. Kringle falls for another woman. So, Mrs. Claus. It's 2020, folks. It can happen, okay? Yeah, it could happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Uh, yielding to the twin forces of YOLO and FOMO, he fully embraces trendy fashion, online dating, and other habits of a hipsterish nature. So he's, I mean, look at this. I mean, you got Santa Claus here. He's swiping. Okay. Left and right. He's probably saying, oh, I know you, you've you been naughty. And then he swipes the good one. He does the good swipe on the girl who's been naughty. Yes. For sexual pleasure reasons. You're a little ho-ho-ho. Yep. I don't know if that's in the book, but that would be insanely funny if it were. It probably is in the book. It's probably some fucking dumb shit like that in the book. That's funny, though. I think that's actually funny. Um, And then he's... uh, I guess, you know, you move forward a little bit. He's uh, fucking a woman. He's fucking her. Yeah. You get to see... You get to see him from behind. Which is an angle I don't like, but okay the end of the bed you get to see her legs in the air and his yeah humongous ass big ass he's still got a big he's still got a dump truck and uh you can see his below his ass you can see his balls and you know they're all his balls are slapping her ass yeah you can see i mean full just full-on penetration you can see any it's it's like is this for kids it's about santa claus yeah it's supposed to be about santa claus course he comes he says go clean yourself up and he throws this the big bag the big santa christmas present bag on her and she disappears and he says good Mm. so you really see this whole side of santa to like the cornfield yeah and i don't yeah where does she go you know do we explore do we maybe see her because wherever she is she's covered in santa's cum which looks like snow of course very funny he comes out snow okay uh, and he says, of course, he says that yeah, my belly's not the only thing that was full of jelly. Which doesn't really track with the snow, the appearance of the snow. Yeah, because you think red, you know. I would think straight up grape jelly. But still, it's still pretty funny. Um, and I think overall they did a good job with it. They ended up with 3000 some dollars. Um, so a massive increase from 204 to 3062. So this thing got made actually, presumably there's no comments on the thing. So nobody got stiffed out of whatever. Um, but they also didn't get the physical books. There was no shipping problem really to deal with. They just had to, uh, all they had to do was ship out the ebook. Now there's nothing on the page that says, Hey, here comes the ebook. So it's kind of strange. And it seems like it would seems like there would be at least something that says we're giving we're sending out the ebook now. So no follow up on this one, huh? No follow up really. November third, twenty eighteen says thanks. Let's stretch it. So they want to go to the for the stretch goal. Of course, that was before it was over, but that was the most recent update. So maybe they maybe they hey no news is uh good news, you know? You know? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe. Or maybe everyone involved died on a boat crash, boat explosion. 
Well, they were all on the big hipster Santa and social media presence cruise. The big book release party. The ebook release party. Going around uh, probably Alaska. Probably not Antarctica. That would be really... Yeah. Yeah. That would be expensive. So probably Alaska, and then I guess it synced like the Titanic, and James Cameron is floating around down there doing God knows what, jerking off in his little submarine. That's a normal guy, huh? Anyway, that's that update, uh, Mike. He has a little port uh, next to his leg, then he opens it up, and he puts his dick out, and he comes, and he feeds the fishes come. James Cameron does. I read about it in a book. Wow. No wonder Avatar 2 is taking so long to get made. You know? Yeah. He's down there doing all that stuff. Sounds like a lot of work. Uh, Okay, Mike, why don't we take a break? We'll come back with more YKS in the six-pack in just a second. Mike, if you're bored in the house, why not play with your balls? Huh? Balls are like eggs. I've said this before. Yeah. Okay. Your balls are like eggs. You're tempted to play with eggs. Why not do it with your balls instead? Right? Today's episode brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth like eggs while you or your partner are playing with them. Okay? Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls like you would an egg thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. Mike, we've both used the lawnmower 3.0. We both give it a big old thumbs up, right? Outstanding piece of equipment, JF. And I just wanted to also add, uh, I can't help myself. I know you can't help yourself. You're walking through the supermarket. Uh, you're going through the egg section. You got to slap those eggs, JF. You got to slap the eggs. Give them yes. a slap when you walk by. Especially now. Yeah. Um, Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. While you're probably looking for new things to do at home, why not make manscaping part of your routine? I've been doing it lately. I'm so bored with every other aspect of my life other than my egg-shaped nuts, and I like going to town on them with the Manscaped 3.0 Perfect Package. I'm tired of watching all the new television shows. I'm tired of seeing the movies that have come out. I'm tired of doing crafty projects around the home. It's just me and my eggs, and I'm shaving them with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, Mike. Look, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. This package, it's a kit, really, and it comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, which is waterproof, it's cordless, and it is a body trimmer. And also, there's other stuff in there, such as a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine, etc. Okay? The third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. You have to be careful with... Your nuts, which are similar to eggs, in the same way that you would be careful with eggs. You understand? You don't want to crack your nuts. You will be. You will be. Hurt. You will be hurting, for sure. Yes, for sure. Sometimes you will go to the store, and they will put the eggs in a separate bag and say, "Would you like these up front with you?" Treat your nuts the same way. That's all Manscaped is asking. Put your nuts in the front. Please keep your nuts with you and safe. 
and away from the big heavy jug of milk. Make your nuts okay? a priority. Care about your nuts. Yeah. Because Manscaped cares about your nuts too. That's why inside the perfect package, you're also going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And it smells good. Okay. You're probably going to be smelling this stuff even when it's not on your egg-like nuts. Okay. You're also probably going to be sitting on the couch with your hand on your balls anyway. So you might as well keep them smooth as eggs and smelling fresh. Just like egg smell. Fresh. <laughs> Subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. Making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, which I will add, parenthetically, are nice to put your egg nuts in. You do like putting your uh, nuts in the... Uh, now, I'm calling them fucking eggs, because you keep fucking saying eggs. They're my eggs. You put your eggs and your ass in these Boxer Briefs, you're going to have a great time, okay? This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code YKS at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. And you're going to do that by going to manscaped.com, entering promo code YKS, getting 20% off and free shipping. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. The key part here is that the promo code must be YKS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day other than getting eggs. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome to the motherfucking six pack. What's up? Hey, everybody. What's what's going on? What if they just skipped this part? I don't know. This could be something people do. Hey, welcome to the show. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody might do that shit. Welcome, everyone, to the show and to the six-pack. We're going to take six Kickstarters. We're going to talk about them. Uh, we're going to have some mic fidgeting with the rem- uh, microphone action. We are... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I adjust my shit. This is the this is the six pack. You all know what it is. We don't have to explain it. We could not explain it if we wanted to. It's beyond explanation. People have tried to explain it over the years. Mm-hmm. They've been. They said I'll uh, you know tackle this. Right. And they never do. Like Everest, they've uh, a lot of them have died trying. I think many people have climbed Mount Everest over the years. Yeah, but some of them there's like dead bodies up there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still. Um, of those guys is the ones I'm talking about. A lot of the guys who go up there end up shitting at the top and leaving their shit up there. So that's kind of cool. We're nutting off of it. Nutting off of Everest. If you you were the yeah. first guy to nut off Everest and you had like a video of it, so nobody could call you a liar, mm-hmm. dude. You, I what? mean, you could get probably fucking somebody to buy you a drink at a bar or something. I think you could get Jukin Media to pay you $80 for them to run it on their YouTube site in <laughs> perpetuity. Virolog. Property of Virolog. <laughs> um, all right, Mike, I'll do the first one. This is intellectual playing cards, not for everyone. Okay. Most playing cards are for everyone. These ones, 
not okay, gonna be I've for heard, everybody. I've, I've heard of uh, playing cards. Now those are for everyone. Sure. You're saying, you're saying these are not for everyone. These are not for everybody. Um, playing cards. What do you normally do with playing cards, Mike? I know you. You pr- you probably get them. You get a fresh pack out of the box. You do a crazy shuffling trick. You do the one where you can go from one hand to the other, and it makes like a rainbow in front yep. of your face. Um, incredible and trick. Then I, I'm out there on the uh, on the street. It's the Red Queen. You know what I mean. It's the Red Queen. Where's the Queen? Where's she at? You're saying Where'd you, she go? You're running a three card money game. Where'd she go? Nobody knows. Yeah, a I'm highly, a highly illegal street hustle. I don't give a fuck. Did you ever see that in New York when you lived there? I don't give a fuck if it's illegal. It makes such good money. Yeah, I never saw it. I never saw that. Is that something you think is just made up? Do you think it just only happens on Law and Order? Like it's not actually a real thing? I think it maybe happened a couple times in nineteen eighty-two or something like that. I did see a guy who making uh, cups. He was like selling cups. I don't know if he was homeless or not. He looked like shit. But uh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. If it, but he was like selling like ceramics and stuff. And he uh, he had inlaid like a weed leaf. And I thought that was really funny. So I bought one off of him. You did? Yeah. I don't know where it is now. Did he like, you're saying he painted a weed leaf on a cup and you bought that? Yeah. Yeah. He like glued it onto it and like. Uh, oh, it was an actual leaf of weed put like a glaze over it or something oh it was a real thing yeah it was like a ceramic cup it was very funny so that's technically i mean that's illegal right there forget about the licensing for the shop that's just that's just contraband yeah but i think the cops would have a good laugh at how it was kind of like an ironic purchase i think i think the cops i think if if you showed the cops that you bought that they would laugh at you and call you stupid and then I think if you yeah. pointed out where you bought it from, they would rent a bulldozer <laughs> and run him over. Squish his head. I, I kind of think that would be how justice was doled out in that scenario, but I don't yeah. know. I've never been there. I don't know. I don't know how they do stuff up there. Maybe the NYPD is full of like really good, you know, guys or whatever. Yeah, it's the police. Yeah. You know? Anyway. A lot of uh, very intelligent cops could probably easily figure out this playing card system. Um, it's not the normal playing card. Normally playing cards, you look at the playing cards, you say, okay, this has got a number here, you know, in a suit yeah. as well. So you can probably look at it, you go, oh, three of clubs, okay, got that. That's in the, you know, that's in my head. Then you look at another one, you say, okay, three of hearts, that's weird to have two of the, just have three of, you know, with number three and number three right back to back. That's kind of weird. Then you get one that's like three of clubs. And you're like, okay, there's something. Okay. Someone's Am I fucking with me. or something? I mean. Yeah. Um, then you pull another three of clubs. And you're like, I think I mixed up two <clears throat> decks somehow, you know. And you really kind of just start. <laughs> you start questioning a lot of the stuff going on in your life, you know. And what, yeah. Like what's real and what's not real. But this one I think would take significantly more work for you to start questioning your reality. Because it's about math. Okay. What is this, man? There's like uh, there's like 18 numbers on this goddamn thing. What is this? Well, this is what it says. Look, a thrilling pile of cards that encourages creativity and critical thinking using mathematical combinatorics. This deck is near heaven. Okay, and heaven is like really good. So that's 
like actually like a compliment to the cards. Um, truth be told, it's not for everyone. It would, however, be the delight of card gamer. So there's a typo who are intrigued by randomness, creativity and spontaneity gamer who love to think outside the box and are bored of playing regular traditional playing cards. Mathematics remains a, cl- a complex subject to many, a subject that preys on the gray matter of the brain or so it seems. However, it is very important in nearly all spheres of life as it stimulates a higher level of creativity. Um, so the guys who love creativity don't have another word for creativity because they've used it three times. Um, we aim to make this subject truly amazing to people from all works of life through our deck of cards. Our playing cards are centered around numbers related by different operators, some more complex than others. Um, and this to me, this is what it sounds like. This is what you would write if you were trying to like trick your kids into thinking homework was cool to do. Yeah. Aha! Marvel, if you will, for a moment at the complexity and interrelated characters I'm drawing upon this fucking scroll for you, you know? Your kid's like, this is just, this is just four plus nine. I already, I know what this is. Um, the level one deck, okay? The first level makes use of basic operators like division, multiplication, subtraction, and addition symbols. Ugh. The first level, nicknamed Add 4, 4, and Get 8, is the simplest of the levels. At the center of each of these cards is a unique merger design of two hearts. So, they've redrawn the symbols, okay? The hearts, it just looks like a booty, basically. There's like a heart, and it goes into another heart. A diamond, it's like a double diamond, double spade. Um, I don't see the double club. Yeah, that does look like a big-ass booty. Doesn't it? I have to pause here for a second. There's a gif going around social media where it's like a, a bread loaf and a bread maker and it's like shaking around like a big ass. Yeah. I was like, what? I freaking love bread, but this is crazy, you know? Um, That's what I said on it. Uh, I posted you that. Wha- did you whack it? Did you whack it? I whacked it. I took a video of myself whacking and I sort of did the replies and just saying, hey, check, this is, this is what this made me think of. I was thinking about doing this at the time and kind of just left that around. Hey, hey guys, this is what happened when I saw it. I had to go whack it. <laughs> just for proof, because I feel like if you say I'm whacking it to this bread, no one's going to believe yeah. you. And then you post it up and they're like, damn, this guy for real, he seriously whacked his shit to this. You know? Yeah. Gave me some cred. Um, and then, yeah, that's why, that's why I'm bread whacker 14. (laughs) And then instead of having just the number say 10 or four or whatever the fuck, I don't know what division is. It says eight divided by two on here. Okay. What's eight divided by two, Mike? We all know what it is. Eight divided by two JF is uh, four. It's four. Yeah. It's not 10. Like I said earlier, cause I thought it was plus it's actually division. This card set's clearly not for me. Um, Eight. What, so what is it? So five plus seven on top. Are you reading the top on there? I'm reading. I was scrolled down a little bit. The what is the? Oh, you're yeah. Scroll down a little bit. You can see a bigger version. So here's the next one. Level two deck features two okay. operators. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. So there's a there's a there there's a symbol and then a box underneath that with uh, one math problem. Basically. So this <laughs> one is six divided by two minus one. Hmm. Okay, and this is a diamond. So I'm pretty sure this is meant to indicate that this is the six of diamonds. Uh, two of diamonds, right? Why? Six divided by two. No, well, Three. but two minus one is in a box below it. So I think order of operations, that's like parentheses. We don't, we don't actually know because it doesn't explain right, what well. the order of operations is. But I'm saying if you, if you treat the box like a parentheses, it's saying two minus one is one. Six divided by one is six. 
So it should be the six of diamonds, but it does not say. So I don't know. No, no way to tell. Math okay. is it is a uh, one of life's greatest mysteries, and they'll never. They'll ne- I don't think that scientists will ever solve it. No, probably not. Um, here's the fifth level: six plus two minus six times two plus three plus three. It says this is the trickiest of all the levels. It combines five operators and three groups of numbers to give the rank of the card. To play at this level, players need to maintain a high level of awareness and coordination. For card gamer who love to play with numbers, they keep saying gamer instead of gamers. I don't understand why they keep doing that. They copy and paste like a single word throughout the document. Um, This is the juiciest of all the aforementioned levels. It has a unique name given to it as well. Along came Pentagon. So they've named the levels of the deck, and I don't understand. So five is Along came Pentagon, Penta five, okay? The fourth level is known as quadrilateral damage, which I don't know. I mean, quad. Yeah, obviously I get that. The third level, the magic number three. The second level, two-way tables. It's just like, it's just a reference with the number in it of levels that they arbitrarily designed. So so six plus two minus six times two plus three plus three. So you hit everything in the parentheses first. Okay. So that's a 12. And a 6 is 18. 6 plus 2 is 8. 8 minus 18 is negative 10. So this is the negative 10 of spades. Ugh. No thanks. Wait, what is this supposed It doesn't say what this is supposed to be. 6 you plus 2. Me, you can find me on Xbox. Then <laughs> <laughs> of course the Joker is a 0. I don't know. Um... God, this really is stupid. This is really stupid. You can't play any fucking... Have you, okay, what card game would you play? If you were playing any card game, what would you play, Mike? Just a standard card game. Are you playing Pinochle, Euchre? Are you playing- yeah, you know, I used to play when I was a kid, you know, with my uh, grandparents. I used to play that Pinochle. Did you really? Yeah. Is that is that fun to play, or is it something worth learning? As far as I remember, I haven't played it in many years. Yeah. I like to play... Uh, I played Spades. I thought that was fun to play. Um, and of course, poker is fun. But it would not be all that fun, I think, to play any of those games with this system where you're doing math the entire time. Um, I don't I don't know why you math would... Math is simply not fun. No one likes math. Yeah. Uh, math is for nerds and uh, dorks, and Correct. nobody likes being a nerd or a dork. Everybody likes being a cool person. So, if you see somebody studying math, knock the books out of his hand and uh, hand him like a cigarette instead. Help them be cool, basically, because that's all that yeah. is. Because they want to be cool and they don't know how. So just help them figure that out. Um, for sixteen bucks, you get a deck of cards. That seems like a lot. Um. They don't, a lot. they don't even make it a thing where it's like teacher like if you if you made this the thing where you're like teach your kids math by playing cards that would almost I'd almost be like okay fine I can write it on a piece of paper but fine somebody wants cards who am I to say but this is supposed to be for like this is like Mensa people this is like ah I'm a bu- I'm a cut above the rest because I have these cards that you have to stare yeah. at for five seconds to play any game um, thirteen twenty of two thousand dollars thirty three backers twenty four days to go Crap to me, Mike. It's crap. 
uh, for me. But I do, I do, I would like to get a deck of cards, though. I'll say that. I don't think I, I don't know where my deck of cards is. I would like to get a deck of cards. Just seems like a good thing to have. Sitting at the table, shuffling the cards, you know, pass them out. Hey, what card did you get? I don't know. Could be fun. You know? Something to do. <laughs> hey, what card did you get? And that's the fun of it, you know? <laughs> Could be anything. Having the crew over. Yeah. Stay six feet away, though, you know. Well, on. sure, yeah. That's, you know. I got some called the little general, JF. The little, the little general is a children's children's book. Already, I'm out. Oh, Sounds yeah. Like you're a snooze fest. You're off reading something far more challenging, obviously. Such as. Yeah. I mean, let's just pick something. Anything. Back of the orange juice box or what have you. you know. The Little General is a children's book that introduces kids to leadership, world history, military tactics, and critical thinking. Hmm. Good. The Little General. Is the video good? I mean, it's not good, but you can play it. Okay. The Little General stood in front of his men, focused and waiting for the battle to begin. He was a military genius and doubted his defeat. He would trick the enemy into thinking he was weak. His commander cautioned him about his plan. Sir, your right flank is vulnerable. It needs more men. The little general stopped him and spoke with authority. Once the enemy attacks, we'll deal with it appropriately. When the enemy is committed to assaulting our right, I'll strike his center with all my might. Then from the center, I shall attack him from behind. Defeat his troops, and the battle will be mine. The battle began with a thunderous roar. All right. So you see what I mean when I say not uh, good? Not good, yeah, it's not good. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, our uh, our friend Greg sent me some books one time as a joke. Some children's books. And they were unlike anything I have ever come across before or since. They were sort of like, um, they look very similar to this is why I bring it up. The art style on this looks like something you would get online, like procedurally generated artwork or done on Fiverr or something like that, right? Like extremely low cost, low effort artwork. Well, it says this person was uh, an art major for 22 years. Okay. So I was off on this. Okay. Art, art designer. Okay. He was head, a, of, head of design at Apple. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? You take a swing, you miss. That's that's what happens when you go up to the plate. Um, <laughs> no, he says if he was a soldier, so I'm fine. Um, I shouldn't have any uh, repercussions from saying something a soldier did was bad. I should be fine to keep going. Yeah. Um, this uh, this looks incredibly bad. The books the books I was thinking of were like my kids even my kids clocked them as creepy. It's like, like my kids were like, this is weird. I don't want these books. These are very strange. And it's because they're written just slightly off. There's not, they're not rhyming, but they're not engaging enough in a prose, you know, type of way. And the art looks cheap and weird. I think even kids can kind of look at this stuff and go, oh, somebody didn't, this wasn't really a high effort thing, was it? You know, they can tell it's not Dr. Seuss. When I was a kid, I found like a bunch of old books. And one of them was like, uh, 
was like these really cheesy novels from like the eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were filled with like <laughs> a lot of sex stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was like uh just horror books that was from like some garage sale or something like that. But I remember the the one of them was like this fucking kid with like a skeleton face or something like that. So that's the kind of, t- kind of stuff I was reading when I was when I was a kid. Kind of explains a lot about your whole deal, doesn't it? Yeah. It actually does. That makes sense. I mean, I'm looking right now, you're wearing the skeleton mask. I'm like, okay, why is he doing that? And I guess... And I'm coming... Okay. Well, because at that age, you are sort of developing your... Um, This is... Don't talk about that. (laughs) So this is teaching military tactics to kids, uh, which is awesome. Um... Got a couple of reviews here. Oliver Hughes says, can't say enough about this book. My grandsons love it. The pictures look great. They don't look great. And the story is well written. No, it's not. Even though the book is about battle, everything is kept clean for the kids. Now, is that good? Do you think? Would that See, that's, that's what, I mean, how are you going to, you know, like write it, you're going to write a children's book about the Iraq war or something like that? Yeah, but as long as there's no blood. Because it's like, it's all cutesy. It's all these guys got their colorful uniforms and stuff on. They look like little nutcracker guys, right? And they've got their bayonets on the end. Fun, fun war movie for kids. Yeah. Or fun war book for kids. That's awesome. That's so cool. And then, you know, after there's all like the bodies on the ground and they have the little cute X's over their eyes and your kid's like, what happened to the, what happened to the guys? You know, like, well... They ran out of batteries or whatever, whatever lie you tell your kids about death. I don't know what you say, but, um, that's, uh, that's good, man. That's, that's really good. Andrew, Andrew C. Simpler. So that's, uh, Simp in the name. That's, that's awesome. Littlegeneralbooks.com. They got a website now, Mike, developing the leaders of tomorrow, I guess, by making them read this book. Oh, this is about the Napoleonic Wars. That's Napoleon. Did he, did he even say that in the fucking thing? I don't did, think so. No. Did, did it even say this was about Napoleon? No. This is this is so the Kickstarter is for the series in general, but the one book that exists in the series is about Napoleon. Well, kids definitely love reading about Napoleon, so that's fine. Ten bucks on that, huh? Ten bucks. Oh, Napoleon. Uh, let's see here. He was fucking short. What else? Yeah. Next. I mean. Tapping my fucking foot here. What else you got about fucking Napoleon? You know, I don't need to know. Yeah. I'm not going to have a fucking Napoleon quiz when I'm fucking 42. I'm good on Napoleon. He was, he was a short guy. He was a short guy, yeah. George Washington, give me something about him. He's He was a military guy. What do you got on, on GW? Wood teeth, next. Yep. Insane. Like, I can rattle off a fact. <laughs> There, you really do have like one fact about every guy, don't you? Like every military guy, you have like one fact, don't you? Yeah, I do. Like Andrew Jackson, like give me one on him. He uh, lost his leg in a a wheat thresher. Yep. And his son was engulfed by corn in a corn silo. Wow. And, uh, and passed on. Two facts. To the next life. I guess that second one's really a fact about his son. 
Yeah. More than him. So that's still one to one. Kind of three facts. Yeah. Because he passed on and then he went to the uh, afterlife. I would have given you credit for just saying he had a son. That's a fact right there. That's one I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I felt like he did, but I wasn't, you know. Probably more than one. That's kind of a half fact right there. Um, what's another military guy from history, Mike? Uh, Alexander the Great. So there's there's a guy right there. What you got one on him? Bad tipper. Okay. Yeah, that tracks. And for so much money that guy had, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Alexander the Great, not so great at you know tossing a couple bucks for your weight staff. Appreciating the service workers. Um, okay, one last one. Let me hit you with uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, doesn't recycle at oh. all. He'll put the all the stuff in the same, and he has a recycle bin, but he just puts all the stuff in the in the same. Oh my god! What a dick! You know, I'm glad he lost the belt. Um. All right, Mike. What was that? Do you want to say what that one was, please, so we can? And he also murdered his wife. Okay. In cold blood. I don't know. Is he still alive? Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, I Sergeant. Think, I think so. S- Sergeant Slaughter. We do this from time to time, JF. We'll look up. He's one of the ones I messed up, I think, in the past. So I think I remember now he's alive. <laughs> okay. He is an American retired. We got a confirmation of uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Proof alive. of life. Okay. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Very Mission good. accomplished. And as far as we know, he hasn't broken the law in any capacity. <laughs> uh, Mike, what did it make? Um, it made uh, me uh, have a headache is what it made me. Just kidding. It made uh, $1 pledged of the $200 goal. So one backer, 28 days to go. I don't uh, see this one making it, JF, because it's, uh, I think, well, I think that actually the main problem with this one is because it's uh, suck shit. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid. Yeah. That makes sense. Um... I got one, Mike. It's called the Jammin' Tumblr Bluetooth Speaker Entertainment Drinkware. What? Are you kidding me on this crap? No, I'm serious. So you're serious? You're really you're really telling me about a yes, dude. I'm telling you about a I'm trying to do one of those videos that people do when they go mm-hmm. they go viral. Yeah. They go on they go on Reddit or whatever and they do this thing where it's like there's there's one guy on one side and then he turns his face the same guy, but the idea is it's a different he's talking to someone else, right? Have you ever seen this? No. Well, it's like, it's a thing people do. It's like a sketch. So you oh, just, so they, they like talk to themselves. They make uh yeah, little videos. And like maybe that. you're like so wearing you're a doing... hat when you turn the other way too. Like maybe it's like, yeah. you're talking like this and you turn and you wear a hat on the other that side. Wasn't the, that wasn't the guy from before. He's, this guy's wearing a hat. Right. So here's, I guess this is what I would say on this one. It'd be like, um... Hey man, uh, I just wanted to tell you about this new product I have. It's called the Jam and Tumbler. You can actually listen to your music on the cup. Oh, hey, I just got here. I just got off a plane from uh, Dubai. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Like, what is it like over there? Well, it's pretty different, but in a lot of ways, it's the same as well because we're all on the same planet Earth together. And I just think maybe we should like work. We should become more of like one, like a one group of person and we try to work. I'm a humanist. I'm a humanist, actually. So that's why I was in Dubai. I was doing work. I was doing humanitarian work over there for my philosophy. Hey, I'm also just getting in from Dubai with this guy. And I got to say, I did not have a good time at all. I broke 
the curfew. They have very harsh laws over there, and I was actually caned severely by the secret uh, Saudi police. Wow. I, so this cup, you can listen to music on it at the same time as drink out of it, so... I was, uh, they, it was almost not, uh, released. My family negotiated for my release with the help of the, uh, CIA, and I'm just thankful to be free. It was hell. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Plus, you can put your drink in it. All right, we're jamming. That's the jamming tumbler, Bluetooth speaker, entertainment drinkware. I don't know, man. I thought we had seen the stupidest cups already. I thought we were actually done with cups. I I did think that. I was like, okay, there's no more cups because we've already done the one. Yeah, because everybody moved on to bowls. It's bigger. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Bowls have been leaving (laughs) cups in the dust for what feels like all year. Um, Oh, this is way better. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Because we had the cups where you would plug into USB and you could let your computer set the temperature of your cup, right? And doesn't that feel like sort of the logical terminus for technology in cups? Do we need anything else in there? I mean, I'm not, I don't think we even need that, but. No, we, no, we need that. Um, this is, this is, so this is an insulated, you know, it's the same type of shit. It's the Yeti. It's the. Orca, it's the fucking, um, what, what's that other kind? Hydro flask. It's the any fucking kind of cup that you want. You just drink, you just drink this all day. I guess that's just your lifestyle. So you've got like a, cause it is your lifestyle really to get a big cup, isn't it? Yeah. That's a, that's a guy, big cup guy. And what is the other one? What's the one, uh, what's the fat guy version of it when you, it's a drink a big soda, but is it root 72? What is it called where they just get the massive cup and it's like truckers? It's a trucker cup basically. From the gas station, the big mug things. Yeah, where you just go in, you just say, "Here, I'm I'm here with my big fat guy cup," uh, and they're like, "Okay, it's f- fifty nine cents for as much soda as you can carry back to your massive truck." Is that that's an insane deal? If that's the case, it's something like that. Let's see why they do it. Can you look up and see how they do the big? Uh, it's like root. It can't be root forty four because forty four ounces is almost like a small now. The way they're doing these sizes, it's got to be like seventy six or like a hundred and. 100 too much like 88 I think um, it just looks like a, it looks like the fucking it looks like the weapon that Th- Thor gets in the Avengers but it's full of like diet Fanta yeah it's big a lot of them are big a lot of the cups are big we used to when I was kids we'd drive out to the truck stop because it was the it was open 24 hours a day yeah so we'd drive out there that was a thing that we would do in the town Drive to the truck stop, and then Drive what would you do the when there? Stop, you know, um, <clears throat> so we'd chase all the truckers out. We didn't really, like, <laughs> we didn't really like people coming into the town, you know. So we'd, so you kind of take it over. You, you, that was your spot. Yeah, unless it was stuff we wanted, then we pilfered it. And we okay you know, robbed them blind, and we said if you, we actually said I said this one time to this guy. I said if you say. If you say a fucking word about this, I'll cut your tongue out. Yeah. And you were brandishing, of course. Took his uh, license, you know. Wow. Okay. Um, doing some research here, I pulled up a, a Facebook comment on the Pilot Travel Center uh, Facebook page. Pilot Flying J, of course. 
I think perhaps best known for being the company at the center of a massive uh, scheme to defraud are truckers. They the same, are they the same ones? Are they the same company? Pilot and Flying J, yes. I think Flying J is like the, also. Yeah, Loves is separate, I think. Okay. Was yours a Loves? Is that what you took over? No, it was definitely Flying J. It says, I have a 64-ounce. This is from Cindy Casto Teichman Shamblin. So she's got a lot going on already. And she says, I have a 64-ounce Pilot mug. Why does it cost me $1.29 to refill it with Coke at the Pilot and $0.79 cents to $0.99 cents at the competitors? And I think that's actually a legitimate question. <laughs> right? 64 ounce. 64 ounces. How big is that? That's pretty fucking big, man. That's like a big-ass cup of Coke. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. First thing that comes up is a uh, bottle of bleach. Okay. Well, maybe that's good to do too now, huh? Oh, I'm using the use the Donald Trump uh, web browser. Are you seriously using the Donald Trump web browser? <laughs> no, no, I'm using Chrome. Okay, well, uh, but let's just hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's tease this out a little bit. Let's. What would this be like if you were using the Donald Trump? The President Donald J. Trump web browser. So first of all, instead of Chrome, it would probably be called Bronze. Oh, yeah, that's good. Right? And all the C CNN would be blocked off. You couldn't go to it. Right. And uh, you could. All, the porno, all the porno sites show like massively ugly like 80s old porn stars and stuff. Okay, so 80s porno. Actually, I might need that extension as well. Me too. Actually, it sounds <laughs> not half bad. What if you now? What if you typed in? What if you? What if you type? It, uh, here, here's one. Every time you typed in a, a vicious dictator's name, mm -hmm. it it re, you know it did the thing. You see, they take the type out and they make it type something else. It could, they probably put my friend instead of the bad guy's name. He's friend with he's friend with bad guys. What would do that? The browser. The browser or? might do it. You may have to. Maybe it would, it would change what he typed, or it would it, changed. It might only work on mobile. Why wouldn't it just redirect to something or something? I don't know. What That's his browser. You'd have to ask him. Um, but this Tumblr, it would be, it would be called Bronze, though. It would sure. be called Bronze. Yeah, that one we nailed. Um, the Jim and Tumblr. Why would you choose this thing? Well, you want to be entertained while you enjoy your favorite beverage. That's clear. That's right. I can't tell you how many times, JF, I'm sitting in my chair, I'm enjoying a classic beverage, and I do not hear my tunes. Where, where's my Spotify playlist? Where's my, uh, where's my, uh, you know, that, uh, what's that song? Uh, you know, could be, I, I, where's my, where's my Macarena at? I don't hear it. I gotta have my Macarena, right? You wanna uh, listen to the Macarena? I get antsy, I get, uh, you know. You can also have hands-free phone answering, okay? You can sit down with your drink in your tumbler and music coming out of your speaker. When your phone rings, simply use the hands-free answering option on the speaker. So now you can answer, this is what everybody's been waiting for, of course you can answer your phone on a cup. Yeah, uh, Fred, by the way, in the future, I know I'm not actually from the future, we cleared this up in the beginning of the episode, I'm from a fucking planet. Right. But. Yes. In the future, everyone will be talking through, on their through their through their cell phone with their fucking cups. Yeah, Fred Flintstone's fucking brain just explodes immediately. 
just going and it. full scanners mode on his brain while he's like trying to pet a dinosaur or whatever other stupid shit that got him through his fucking miserable <laughs> life every day. Um, here's a video of it in action, I think. Let's check it out. Yes! I don't actually know what this is. That is fucking insane. The video... You can't see it. You can just all you could hear right now is the 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 amazing licks of ACDC. Yeah, back in black. But what you didn't see was this guy sitting at a small table and taking a. This is so fucking funny. He's got the he's got his phone on the table and he's playing the song. There is there are two things on the table besides the phone. There's the there's a Bluetooth speaker that already exists outside of the tumbler, and then the tumbler itself. And about three quarters of the way through the 18 second long video, he picks up the tumbler and places it on top of the Bluetooth speaker as if to indicate this is what it will look like when we are done actually making this product. Because this is just the prototype. The prototype being a standalone Bluetooth speaker and a yeah, standalone looks- tumbler. It looks like a, a like a, a dot Amazon dot or like a Google yeah something yeah something like that. Just on the bottom of a cup. I mean, but the 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 video, the proof of this prototype is like when your kids are playing with dolls and they just start smashing them together. It's like, what if this was a thing? If we made these two things go together, that's that's the prototype of this idea. Um, and it worked on me. Um. So that's why I'm going to be pledging $75 fucking dollars to get one of these fucking things. I'm out of my mind, and I will be doing that very, that seems very soon. It seems very cheap for this thing. $75? Yeah, that seems cheap. That seems Bluetooth cheap to speaker. you? I mean, you've got to dress it up, you know? These fucking, you're competing, what, against the Yetis and shit? And what, or not, you're just a fucking regular-ass cup. Yeah, you're just a cup. That is what I it think is. You gotta stand out from and say like this is, this is fucking we're badass. You know? So you think did this you know is bon, good? Did you know Bon Scott from the ACDC there playing there? He said he had a show at the Fillmore and he put on his, uh, you know what a writer is, Jeff. Mm-hmm. He's put on the writer. He said I don't want no brown M and M's, or else I'll tear this place to holy hell, and you'll pray I'd never come back here ever again. Right, and uh, after that, no more. He didn't have no more uh, green M and M's or whatever. And the lesson of that, Insane. of course, is is you got to come to command what you want in right. life, JF. And these guys need to set themselves out there and say, you know, we're not fucking putting up with this shit. We're not a fucking normal ass cup. And no brown M and M's. And no fucking brown. Okay. Green M and M's or green or whatever it was. I think I would say $75 is a lot for a cup. Yeah. But $75 plus a uh, for a, for a cup plus a bluetooth speaker. I don't know, man. How much a cheap ass bluetooth speaker? I don't know that you can make a value judgment by saying 
Yeah, sure. That's what this thing costs. But what if you put something else in it? How much do those two things cost separately? That's not, I don't really, that doesn't work build, for me. Build quality is not going to be good. No. It's, I mean. You're going to be charging your cup again. We're back to charging fucking, our cup. It's a fucking cup. <laughs> How pissed off would you be if uh, your fucking cup started ringing at you? I don't need that shit in my life, man. My cup is oh, ringing. I'll have to go back to Flintstone times. What was what's the first thing you would do when you went back to Fred Flintstone time? Sliding down that brontosaurus tail, that great big brontosaurus tail, JF. And, yep. You know. He was so excited to be off work, he slid down the tail of a dinosaur. That's how I excited he was. I can't I can't go down the fucking steps on the side or wherever it was. I gotta yeah. go down, I'm gonna take the shortcut. Got to get home to my uh, wife and our dinosaur dog. Yeah. And we have a saber-toothed tiger. Can I Can I be honest with you for a second? Uh, Wilma could get it. <laughs> Wilma, the <laughs> wife of Fred Flintstone in the television program, The Flintstones. Yeah. Was... She, could, she really could get it. She was thick, and she could get it. Um... $2,321 pledged of $100,000, 26 backers, 25 days to go on the Jam and Tumblr. They want a hundred grand for that idea. That is the absolute height of hubris to me. I, I cannot understand the thought process that would lead you to believe that you would get six figures for putting a speaker inside of a cup, but you don't get what you don't ask for, I guess. So cheers to that mike what's they the had, next one they, they had a saber tooth tiger and uh, a child in the house i mean i'm not well but if you recall there is there is an extended battle about getting the saber tooth tiger outside of the house <laughs> that sort of we were witness to over time you gotta take that thing with a pound um i got something called the uh the buddha ball jf the buddha ball uh by flight you know, flight mm, mm -hmm. from all of their other uh, products and such. Uh, uh, Buddha ball is the a strangely satisfying levitating sphere that hovers in midair, reminding us to stay present. It's like a little. Uh, oh wait, is surface. this is this flight uh, from Story the levitating timepiece? I believe it is. Yeah, JF. Oh, okay, so they're the same guys that made Arc the ultimate minimal dimmable light bulb. <laughs> Ah, so you are familiar with our work. Oh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> it's a little platform with like a little magnet fucking ball on it that hovers in the air, you know. These guys figured out how to magnetize stuff pretty early on and have been jamming it into everything they can think of. And this one is taking off. This one is, uh, it's lighting up. It's got 62K wow. of the $70,000 goal. 28 days to go yet on this one. People love this uh, little thing uh, that uh, floats around. I should introduce them to my friend JF. And, fucking... Okay. You think I'm floating around? Pecker. Okay. Floating in midair. That sticking, actually... Sticking out from your... I think, honestly... Thorax or whatever it is. If you had a small dick, it would be better if it did something cool like float. Yeah. If you're, give me something, you know. If you're already gonna have a small pecker, at least let it do something. Like there's like an RGB light strip in it, and it can be like it can, you can set it up, and it can go with your Alexa, and it'll like if there's music on, it can like 
Maybe it does. Maybe it is that way if you have a small one. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it is. I, I never thought about it. Like I said, I you know never I actually thought about it before. I mean, are they interesting? Well, hang that's on, an interesting I'm, way to, to think about. Actually, it. you're saying they're real. I'm not actually even sure that they are real. <laughs> is it a real? Do people really have a small one? Really? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Can you have small ones? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what the, the problem with this looks to be like there's there looks like there's some kind of problem with the cable on this one, Mike. Uh, looks like people in the comments are saying, "Hey, um, I love the minimalist look of this box that doesn't really do anything. Um, why is the cord so big? Why is the power cord so big? Um, is it the same color as the box? Um, and it looks like." Flight says they created a silicone flat cable that hangs down flat against the back of the clock. Um, I don't know. It seems like that actually pissed a lot of people off for some reason. I don't really know. I can't really figure what the problem is with it. Maybe the video will show the... I mean, I doubt the video is going to show the cable. They're just going to Photoshop it out or whatever. But um, let me see. I'm going to play the video and see. I really don't like this fucking music. This sucks. I know. They're all the same. Yeah. Breathe in. Oh my god. Breathe out. And this is a sphere just hovering over this little fucking... Ugh. Allow yourself... Just to be... Set your mind free. All right. This is nothing. This is nothing. It's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, there's a power cord on the back of the little fucking box. Because you have to plug it in for it to do the stupid nothing that it does, and that that they hate that. <laughs> they want it to just sit there and do something. Yeah, these fucking idiots. That sucks. Little desk toy can't play with it. You can look at it. I cannot believe how much money it's made. Come on, dude. Excited for this. I have everything you guys have made in story, which is their other product. In particular, blew people away with the ability to levitate things while mounted vertically. Blew people away. Blew people away, of, wow. Got a bunch of people over and blowing them away with this crazy shit on my wall. I think, um... So, so okay, so the scenario described there, people coming over to the house, <laughs> you're saying, hey, I've got this thing I really want to show you. Right? Yeah, we need, we need to talk. <laughs> get, get all of our relatives and I mean, people care about me over. Check check this guy's out. This, this, this is something I've been waiting. Remember that thing I told you I bought eight months ago? Oh, yeah. Is it finally in the big thing you've been talking about at work all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in. I want you to see it. Yeah. And there's a like a, a brick. There's like a wooden cube on the wall. And two inches 
out from the cube is the sphere and it's just sitting there and it's just like hovering in midair and there's like a massive power cord plugged into a huge power strip you've mounted on the wall or whatever the fuck and the person goes huh <laughs> you go right because that's all it uh, is if that's something how could it be anything other than that it's like I'm looking, the f- up, I'm looking up what story is. Story, the levitating timepiece is uh, yeah. the first levitating timepiece that travels through the air, allowing you to personalize your most unique journeys. Stupid. More than just a clock, it's a unique way to visualize time, JF. You dumb son of a bitch. Are you still looking at the goddamn regular clock? Yeah. Instead of a, instead of a fucking circle piece of wood with a... A bead on it that goes around the goddamn thing. We talked about, before we talked about three-card Monty, but did you ever see, like, street magicians doing anything in New York? I was a street magician for a time. Um, I know you're going to think that's a joke. I know you're going to think, haha, Mike's doing another one. It's funny. They are extremely funny. They are funny. I'll give them that. Yeah. No, I think you. I, I don't think it's a joke at all. I think you have very clearly the DNA of a magician. Yeah, I think it's obvious what you could do with it. Kind of, uh, you know what I would say? I would say I'm beguiling, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Sort of an aloof charm that mischievous and draws people in and keeps them interested, you know, for a long time. And you're just such a people person that I think you have that effect on basically all the bystanders. And plus, you're just, first of all, you're just outside just to begin with. You were just, mm-hmm. at, you're outside doing stuff. Out there. Out there all day long, you know? Yeah. Sawing people in half, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody's having a good time. Yeah. Until it's, until I, it's not funny anymore. And we got to call the ambulance because I grabbed <laughs> the wrong saw, JF. No, you were supposed to grab the magic saw. Why even bring the regular <laughs> one? Um, But, you know, you see the street magicians on... On, I guess it's on YouTube now, but in the old days, it used to be on like ABC. You'd sit down, and you'd watch magic on ABC, and David Blaine would walk around and he would do something, and then the little crowd that was grouped around him would lose their minds. They would go apeshit over the magic. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that I know how David Blaine does his magic, but I think if someone had the camera there and had me and was like, okay, check this trick out. And then does all these little incantations and flips some stuff around and pulls out a card with my name on it and my handwriting. I would be like, huh. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously you've done a trick of some kind, so I don't, you know, <laughs> it's not my job, so I don't know how you did it, but that's, are we finished or did you need, need me to, to sign something? Like so I sign it out or <laughs> I can't imagine just going like, ah, ah, that's why you're never picked for on-camera work. You never will be because they need that reaction. They need That's that true. pop to show America that. That's true. This is crazy shit. Like I've wanted, to, you know, I love the Price Is Right. I'd love to go on the Price Is Right. I think I would do great on the grocery section. I think if I got the game now and then, where you pick the prices from now versus the prices in 1979, I think I would blow it out of the fucking water. I would get a hundred percent perfect on that. You think so? And I think I would win a new living room set that I don't even want. But I would not get on stage because you have to act a fool to get chosen by the producer in the morning screening. You have to say, if they say, what would this mean to you to go on stage? You'd have to be like, I will 
I will bring a gun and shoot up the studio if you don't put me on stage. And they'll yeah. say, okay, well, you're definitely getting on. Obviously, we're putting you right next to Drew Carey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just, if they asked me, I would just say, well, I've been watching the show for a while. I haven't actually haven't watched it in a few years, but I remember thinking it was really fun. And I don't know, I think I thought it would be cool. So, and I'm only here for a few days. <clears throat> so, security. I'll get the call security for that guy. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't think I would go crazy over anything, including the Buddha ball by flight. Until that is, I saw the price, Mike, which is what? Um, let me see what it is. I mean, let yeah, me maybe even have it ready when I, when, I, when I cut it well, to you. You asked me, and I was looking at a, a whole different window what here, were you looking? What were you looking at? What were you looking at? I was looking at, uh, you know, uh, my uh, Christmas list. Am I on it? <laughs> Pledge $89 or more, wow. you get the Buddha Ball Early Bird. That's a pay, that's a tongue twister, huh? Mm. Buddha Ball, that's fun. <laughs> you have a hard time price, with that? Okay. Retail price, 129 uh, bucks for a, little, for a little ball. Jesse will sell you two of his for... Uh, yeah, for what? Hundred flat, hundred even. Okay, well, you nailed it. Fine, but it's made a lot of money on this thing. Mike has made sixty-two grand of seventy grand. It has made a. It has made an obscene amount of money. For That's crazy. I don't understand why That's... people love their little totems and their. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of instead of donating to that, and I've said this numerous times. Instead of donating. And shoveling more crap into your freaking uh, already cluttered life. Just give the money to me. Okay. And what are you going to do with it? Um, I don't know. I was thinking, I, I was thinking, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking of getting into like uh, terrariums. <sighs> or like uh, building a birdhouse or something. I'm going crazy. I'm going insane. Yeah, this sounds like something you would do when you were starting to go nuts is... Take up a weird hobby like that. I'm going insane. You're going to become the Marwin guy. That's what your fucking destiny is. You're going to have yeah. these little doll houses of people. You're going to lose your fucking mind over there. No. Well, could be good for the show. days to go still on this, on this joint. Uh, Mike, my last one here is really freaking cool. It's called Yelfie the Sports App. Actually, it's the name of the Kickstarter is Together Let's Disrupt the $700 Billion Global Sports Industry. Yes. But I can tell from reading it that the app is called Yelfie. One-stop shop for sports fans to get everything they love, want, and need all in one place. Good news. 70% has been built already. That is good news, isn't it? That is great news. Sounds like they have a head start on the project. I was thinking we were going to hit the ground running with maybe 15, 20% built, but uh, um, what is this, Mike? This is, basically it's word salad, but I'm going to read a little bit of it for you. Um, <sighs> Yelfie is not just a sports app, but it's a technology company that will revolutionize the sports industry for fans initially. Sports organizations thereafter as technology in the sports industry is in its infancy phase insane declaration to make with zero evidence whatsoever um but there's a lot more of that before you continue reading to recapitulate which is not what recap means 
The sports industry is a $700 billion industry worldwide, and there are over 2 billion sports fans in the world who are engaged, loyal, and extremely passionate about their favorite sport team or player. So it's one of our favorite fallacies on the show where they say, well, 100,000 people eat ham every second. If I can only capture 1% of per second ham eaters, we'll have an incredible business here at <laughs> the ham app or whatever the fuck. Um, this is what they did. They paid a market research company and the market research company uh, gave them the following conclusions about sports fans. Number one, the participants are using too many apps and websites. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Two. And that's, that's becoming more and more these days. You'd see people on their uh, right device or sometimes even in front of the computer. Sometimes. Yeah. Two, all the technologies were offering too much irrelevant information to the user. Okay. Too much apps, too much info. Three, none of the apps and websites could be customized to exactly what the user wanted. Okay. Now that's interesting. You should be able to customize any website you look at. That's a good idea, obviously, but how to do it? Um, why do it even? Well, it's because it's what the fans want. Okay. <laughs> This is what the daily, this is what a fan's daily day-to-day experience looks like as a sports fan, okay? And you're a sports fan, so uh-huh. this will ring true for you, okay? That's right. Several times a day, you're going to be using multiple sports apps uh, and deciphering through a large quantity of information for quote-unquote relevant materials. I mean, that's sports. That's just sports. That's any sport. Um, always has been. Uh, Next, you're going to move on to several social media apps to comment and engage with other alike fans that you assume had a similar interest simply because you've joined a group that was named according to the interest of the person on the social media website or app. So, What? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Then, of course, after that, you're going to be using video apps and search engines to look for content that, again, was subscribed manually. Um Then you're going to move on to mobile text messaging or real-time video apps to start, quote, one-to-one or group chats with close friends on sports news that was consumed. Shut up. Now, imagine what if there was an Amazon of sports where everything that sports fans want and most importantly need were all in one place, but not a crowded home screen or hidden. Mm -hmm. Instead, through artificial intelligence and machine learning, the app automatically would customize itself to exactly what the user wants at that moment and suggest actions such as buy a ticket, place a bet, report your neighbor to on next door <laughs> to the police. Um, so basically they want to be, uh, they want this to be this ecosystem where you can, uh, you can go to sporting events by buying tickets or booking travel um, you can talk about sports, you can text people about sports, you can write about sports, you can gamble uh, on sports. One of the, one of the more exhausting of the inventor guy ideas is there's all these different things. What if we combine the things and yeah. I control the thing just to yeah. yawn. My thing's going to be ad-free, and it's going to run for a million years, and it's going to be better than Facebook, because you can say poo-poo, poo-poo. Exactly. That's exactly what this is. This guy's like, uh, well, I can't invent Amazon already, but I can use the word Amazon to make it seem like I understand what Amazon does, which I don't. And then sports is a thing. 
So there you go. This guy's a successful entrepreneur, though. Um, and he seems like a total uh, psychopath. Um, it does say here uh, they've already spent close to two years. Um, and they've spent uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars developing whatever the fuck this is. They say it's an artificial intelligence, which... I don't know that there's any reason to believe that, except for there is a screenshot of a tweet um, of Yelfi Sports app that says, Yelfi AI has Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl by more than 11.5 points. Uh, the final touchdown will be scored by the 49ers in 5.24 left in Q4 in the Super Bowl. Um, and it has the game winner indicator the chiefs by by 63% to 37% on their little whatever dude well if you remember mike <laughs> they so... actually did win oh uh, did they yeah oh, the shit. the chiefs won so um i guess i can look up the box score and see if the touchdown was correct uh, let's see. Very quickly done here. Super Bowl LIV. I, uh, I just had those open and I closed it accidentally. You had the you box score up? Yeah, you know how sometimes you'll close a tab accidentally? I just did that with the box scores for the Chiefs game. Crap, dude. I really could have used that, uh, just being able to look at it and stuff. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Let's see. In the fourth quarter, it was three touchdowns by the Chiefs to none for the 49ers, so... That prediction was not uh, accurate, so I guess they whiffed there. So I don't know, maybe not as good an AI as they thought. Um, by Yelfi, Yelfi, it is a great name though. Um, and how do you how do you pledge Yelfi? Well, you're gonna need ten thousand dollars because there's no rewards for anything less than ten grand. Um, and that, that's because they want $298,200 exactly. Um, so two people have pledged a dollar each. So that's two bucks, 53 days hey, to go. Yeah. Two bucks. Those two bucks are in there mingling, but they're not going to be alone for long. I think, I think a lot of yep. people are going to jump on this as soon as they see it, as soon as they hear about it. And I think we might be seeing this one getting funded. JF, what do you think? Well, I think you're right, because $10,000 does sound like a lot of money, but what you don't understand, okay, is you can uh, you can pledge ten grand. you can get how Yelfi AI game winner and score works. As we have spent close to $400,000, close to one year of development using artificial intelligence engines or logic, in order to get correct prediction of the game winner plus the point spread as of today, 74% of the time. This is an amazing engine and logic for different sports that you don't really have to be a technologist to understand it. And then they're going to deliver that in June of 2020, which is coming up pretty soon. So um, that's why I think it's probably going to work out for these guys. So that's Yelfie, Mike. Uh, that's all. That's all I've got. Uh, do you have one, one, one last one, Mike? Just one only though. Yeah. Oh, I think I have one JF and I think I have another one. I got what? a double, double decker here. Um, uh, this is uh, the first one is called COVID-19 appreciation coin for EMS, fire, police and military. Show your appreciation to EMS, blah, 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 by presenting them a small symbol of thanks. It's a fucking uh, coin with a goddamn bald eagle on it. 
in front of the flag there. Sick. You know, bald eagles want, are want to do. And then on the back of it, it's got fire, military, EMS, police, and all the different uh, little uh, badges and logos for those. Wow. Look at all those badges and logos of different organizations. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's like a little kid. Wow, look at all those bad, badges and logos. <laughs> um, so this is like a coin, and they're going to get, uh, I guess the idea is that you get it from these people, and then you like show it to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you give it to somebody, but then it's like you got to... It says, uh, with de- with the deepest appreciation... Thank you for your service around the outside of it. Uh, uh, so I guess, I mean, what is it? You you, you give the coin? Do you says, give the uh, coin? You Surely not. They're very expensive. Two years ago, I created a coin that people could present to first responders to show their appreciation and thanks. I oh know my God. it was a small token, but I saw how much they appreciated it. Yeah, literally. Receiving one. Okay, so you present it in, in like a, an award ceremony or something, maybe. We just walk or up maybe, to them and hand them this fucking insanely present. huge coin. Here's a coin. Thanks. This says, okay, um, as a retired fire dispatcher and emergency medical technician, I'm thankful, appreciative of our doctors, nurses, and all this shit. Got it. That uh, They face daily Snooze. stress, danger... <laughs> And long hours or days away from their loved ones. Most of the time, it is a thankless job. Okay. Can I say something about this? I mean... Can I fucking speak on this for a minute? Let's hear it. Why Why is it that people think that it is good to be thanked for a job? Why is that good? I don't, I'm not sure I understand. I don't know that I... Tr- and I'm not saying don't clap for the nurses or whatever. That's fine if you want to do that. I don't, that that's fine. But why, why is there this weird setup where it's like... Uh, we have to thank the people for doing the job. And where do you cut off? Which ones are the jobs you thank for versus which are the ones you don't thank for? I don't fucking understand it. I don't. And people are gonna say yeah. that's because you don't have a normal job, so you getting thanked for your job would be stupid because you just fucking sit at your desk and talk like an idiot. And that's true. But why is it? I, I just fuck. It drives me fucking crazy. The fucking. The, the military, the the cop worship, the military worship stuff drives me fucking crazy. Now it's trickled down to cops. And fire, fire, it's good to put out a fire. It's good, yes, it is good to put out the fire. That's good. If you put I out my f- fire, I would say thank you for showing up and putting out my fire. But if you're just some yeah. fucking guy, I don't know your ass. You know? Firefighters, firefighters are pimps, I think, to me. like It's awesome. I think the police are, I think they're hoes. I think all police are hoes. Of course. Agree, but I think I think I like firefighters. I think they're cool. I think they are cool. But are you going up to them and saying thank you so much for going to work? Because you know why? Because nobody likes fire. I mean, the automatic good guy who's rooting for the fire, arsonists. Yeah, pyromaniacs. I don't know if you can say yeah. that anymore. Pyromaniac. Can we say that? Has the world gotten so PC we can't say pyromania anymore? They're they're coming for it. I can't oh, say I porno for pyros anymore. You can't even say that. I don't get it. I think it, but, 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 you fucking thank the guy who works at McDonald's. I just don't get it. Fucking drives me crazy. Why aren't you of thinking that nobody guy? Nobody thanks the, the person because it's ingrained to uh, thank the 
people in uniform because they're uh, they're risking their lives. That sucks. That fucking their sucks. Lives on the line. That's stupid. Making sure nobody does a seventy-two and a sixty-five. <laughs> I would love to give a cop a coin, basically. Is it now? Is, um, the, is the coin thing you can hand to the cop when you get pulled over, so they know not to give you a ticket? I don't know. You know, is it I one of those things? To, I always wanted to be in like uh, the Masons or something, so and and be like. Uh, Get pulled over by a different, like a like a Mason cop. You know, he's like, "Oh, you're a Mason, huh? Yeah, that's cool. I'm also a Mason. I won't give you a ticket." And then, uh, I don't know. And then what happens from there? You guys kiss? Like, what's the go next? Go Scott Free, but wouldn't that be cool to yeah. have like a inside line? That'd be so dope. That would be to nice. Be part of like a secret society and stuff like that would be so sick. But they're all probably like uh, child molesters, I think. All these secret society guys. Why else would you be secret society, you know? I feel like an open society. It does seem like some of the shine has come off of secret societies in the last few years, yeah. Yeah, I know what you think, and I know what you think, and yes, we're a secret society, but no, we don't, you know, give us a bad rap. I think now it is sort of, maybe it's harder to say that you own a private island and fly there all the time. I think maybe for those guys it's gotten a little harder to say that they just, they like the beach. Yeah. No, no, no. Seriously, it's like really, it's like, um, well, first of all, I'm an amateur pilot. I just love getting behind one of these big birds and flying them around, you know, and then that's, plus you get there and there's no TSA, you just hop off and you're, you're on the beach, you know, and then no funny business, you know, just. Statue of a little uh, boy peeing in the fountain, huh? That's kind of sus. That, joking with him. That just was, joking with him. That was there when <laughs> I, I know, bought dude, it. I know, dude. I know. It's a prank. It's, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Relax. Anyway, you want to be a, a part of one of those guys. One. What else? Yeah, I just want the... You want the I swag. Want like a, I just want like a discount. I do want a discount as well, yeah. COVID-19 first responders, COVID-19 challenge coin. This is the second one in a, a little bonus here. One for the road. Let's call that. Okay. One to go out on. Great. No, one for the road. Like I just fucking. Okay. Yep. One for the road. Let's do it. Is this the same person? No. Different one. Present this coin to your special police, nurse, <sighs> firefighter, paramedic who selflessly risk their lives for others. Um, so the same, same goddamn concept, you know, big ugly ass coin. Thanks for, you know, blowing Thanks. away that guy's, that guy's dog. Wouldn't it be better to just give him like 10 bucks? <laughs> Wouldn't that be better? I mean, money universally, uh, better than any gift ever. That's yeah. the best gift you could ever give someone is money. Ever. Like, okay, scratch the stuff where it's like police, scratch off the armed forces on here. The rest of them are just like normal people with jobs. Okay, fine. You want to show your appreciation to normal people with jobs. How about a fucking gift card? Could you just yeah. do like a gift card instead? I think you... I mean, it's a, the, 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 the fucking, the pots and pans shit is so goddamn funny. I mean, like, that shit's so fucking funny to me, dude. <laughs> Just give him like money in like uh, yeah. PPE and stuff, banging yeah. pots and pans together. Make sure they have Fucking the stuff they need for their job, so that they Amazon don't die. 
lighting up their campus blue. One of their lights or whatever blue. Come on. Just fucking complete nut house fucking shit. It's so funny. A country full of absolute freaks. <laughs> well, this one doesn't even, they don't even have a physical version of this coin. And it actually looks way worse. Yeah, it does look way worse. Because this the is just a bunch of like words. A, the first one is at least a fucking coin. This one's a goddamn. This sucks. Mess. Like somebody shit words all over the goddamn place. This is what my version of the coin would look like if I designed the coin. <laughs> I could not no, design it. No, I'm, I'm serious. No, I'm serious, dude. I'm serious. I could not make a you good coin. You could do a coin. You no, I could do a coin. Man. All right, I'm making a coin. That was the co- bonus. The, that was the COVID-19 challenge coin. A little one for the road, JF. Yep, one to go out on. That's pretty cool, Mike. All right. Uh, well, let's read some fucking emails and get this over with. You're gonna wanna contact YKS. You're gonna wanna talk to Mike and JF. You're gonna wanna call 802 Send them something at their mailing address. 544 West Main Street, 209 Gallatin. Tennessee 370666. They got a Gmail. It's the name of the ship. Twitter's at your Kickstarter, and that's it. You're gonna wanna contact YKS. You're gonna wanna let them know you exist. Leave a little message for Mike and JF. YKS bottle on Instagram for grill pics. Mike, we gotta read an email here. Uh, our friend Farthammer writes, I don't think that's his real name. Okay. Um, so everybody relax. Um, it's not a real guy's name. You can't name yourself that. Everyone yeah. fucking relax. I was about to say, where are these, uh, who is this guy's... Uh, parents Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Something in the air over there. Yep. Smoking something. Wouldn't surprise me, but again, relax. Hey guys, I want to reach out and tell you about the Intellivision video game system. Uh, Mike, last week we talked about, what is it, the remake of the Intellivision on some website where you can, you can invest in, I don't know, it was crazy. It was crazy. Who remembers, (laughs) you know? I think a competent person would remember, could mm-hmm. remember. Anyway, we got to move remember. on. Um, says the Intellivision was a fancier and more powerful alternative to Atari. It had better graphics and sound, and later versions even had voice capabilities. But what really made it stand out, in addition to the better games it offered, was the unique controllers it had. The system came with two controllers hardwired into the console, and they were quite odd. They had a number pad like a telephone and at the bottom was an omnidirectional disc that was used to control the game. And th- this is what it was on the on this, you know, on the new version as well. They have these little, hmm. these are wireless yeah. now, of course, but it was like a dial on the bottom instead of, you know, like a joystick, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, each game you purchased came with a unique illustrated overlay that you would slide over the number pad indicating what the buttons would do for each game. In the episode you mentioned Night Stalker, I had that game. Its name was no doubt inspired by the infamous serial killer Richard Ramirez, and your home base was a cell with bars on the windows. But once you left the cell, you had to shoot various robots and monsters with a laser gun. Uh, Fun time. Uh, Please let me know what your favorite video game system was as a kid. Maybe tell me your favorite Intellivision game from the 80s based on the names. Mine was probably the Dungeons & Dragons Treasure of Tarman game as it was one of the original 3D first-person games ever made. Take care. Farthammer, P.S., what is the deal with the polar bear on the island? I do not know. I would love to know. Um, let's, I'm going to pull up this list of Intellivision games. That, that seems interesting. Um, but my, my favorite video game system as a kid, 
Um, I'm a little bit younger, I think, than our Fred, our friend Farthammer here. I definitely got a lot of mileage out of uh, the NES and the SNES. Um, my friend had a Genesis that I played at his house. Uh, we would play like Earthworm Jim. We would play Toe Jam and Earl. We would play. Uh, we would. I know we would play NBA Jam. That kind of stuff. I mean, I really played them all. PlayStation, I played. Dreamcast was fun. Um, but I guess as a kid, what did I play the most of? Hmm. Mike, I think I probably put the most time. Man, it probably was. It probably was the N sixty four. I don't know what. What year did the N sixty four come out? Like ninety six or something. So I was like nine or ten. Maybe. Wait, the sixty four. Let's see, yeah, when did the 64 come out? I think I feel like it was 90. I thought it was like 98, but it's 96. Okay. So yeah, so I was probably nine, and that was probably the time where I was playing the most games. And then I would I think I went back later and played NES and Super Nintendo. You know, I played Mario and Yoshi and that kind of stuff. But it wasn't I think I was too young to really like have the attention span to put a lot of time into those those older systems, and I think it definitely fell off for me after the N64. I remember when the PlayStation 2 came out, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to play this, and it's fun or whatever, but it just, uh, I don't know, never got back to the height of N64 for me, probably. Yeah. You know, what about you? Uh, JF, when I was a little young, and I used to play the uh, Nintendo. I loved the Nintendo, you know, and then... Uh... That was my that was my game that was my system of choice. What'd you get the What'd you do the most on the Nintendo? I thought you would be a PC guy. You did, were you weren't playing PC? Um, not 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 uh, not my favorite. My uh, absolute favorite is the, the Nintendo. I used to play uh Dragon uh Dragon Warrior Dragon Quest. Yes, on right. Nintendo that was my fucking jam. Um, it was a fun game. I didn't get into the 64 at all. Not at all, really? Not at all. I had I had a 64 my fucking my mom got me one for like Christmas or something. Yeah. And she was like, "What kind of games do you want?" And I was like, "I love the RPG uh games, you know." And my mom got me the RPG for the 64, the only one that was like ever made. And it was Quest 64. It sucked shit. It did, yeah. It did suck. It was so bad. Well, Quest I've, 64. I've played it recently. Um, Stefan and Rob and I went on the How Did This Get Played podcast when we talked about Quest 64, and I had not played it as a kid, and I played it as an adult, and it was fucking infuriating. It was dog shit. A dog shit game. Yeah. Not good. It was really bad. But I'm looking at this list of Intellivision games here. Uh, I bet I would, you know what I would like is, I think I would like the Star Wars game, but I would know intuitively that the Star Wars game would suck, right? You know the Star Wars game is mm-hmm. not going to be good, but I would play it still. Um, so that would definitely be one, and then I would probably get really hooked on Body Slam Super Pro Wrestling. I love the wrestling games uh, as that a big, kid. That big uh, Star Wars game, they got a Daving Busters, uh, is fun. Uh, the one where they you're in the TIE Fighter? Yeah, that's dope, huh? Every time I went, there would always be some... There's always some fucking bro in there, okay? Where I'm trying little, to there's some little fucking brat in there. I could squash your head with my foot. Get out. I'm old. <laughs> 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 oh man. Alright. Well, that was pretty good, huh? What? The episode we did just now. That was good, don't you think? Oh no, it's fucking terrible. Are you kidding me? Are you joking? Okay. God. 
All right. Well, did you want to read the last email, or you just want to let that one flow uh, off? Jordy writes, uh, JF, I wanted to let you know that your observation of the banana injector or whatever that shit was looking like a Craig jig landed for me. Yep. Mike made what seemed like a sarcastic comment along the lines of, that's going to be big, and I just wanted to go ahead and put that to bed. It was a great bit, and I'm sure there are lots of other freaks like me who have explored the world of joinery alternatives. Gotta say, the Craig jig sucks ass, though, and I'd rather just do a straight, uh, just do straight 90 degree joints with screws if I'm going to be lazy, uh, but not cut mortise and tenons or dovetails. Yeah. I'm speaking in tongues now, I think, at the end of the. Mike, it has to do with building, okay? Jordy, thanks for the letter. Uh, my advice to you, I think he asked for advice, uh, 90 degree joints. Hey, don't burn your fingers. Use a roach clip. Was that you to can... fucking tee up that fucking... You've been, you've been talking about Cheech and Chong all day. And that's what it was. That was the whole end point of that. Fuck you. Hey guys, uh, I was inspired by your guest's idea of putting a bunch of movies onto a USB drive, downloading them to perhaps ways that that's not important. But and so I thought that was a good idea. And uh, the first movie I downloaded, I got an email from Spectrum saying I had broken the law, and hopefully this was an accident. I was wondering about this when I remembered what that guest's profession was. So if you could see it in your heart to add Officer Chris to the Dookie list, that would be great. Thank you.